Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor for Full Press Coverage. Chiefs of Full Press Coverage. Coming to you guys here on a Tuesday. We are now deeper into December. Crazy to think we're already through uh, week 13 of the NFL season. We're starting to see the playoff picture um, get focused on more and more. Uh, You know, some playoff clinching scenarios already coming up this upcoming week for some NFL teams. Um, But yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs with another win, uh, their fifth straight. Uh, coming off the bye, 22-9 to against the Denver Broncos. We're going to be recapping some of that game today, talking a little bit more as well about the AFC West and AFC standings uh, going into Week 14. Going to be talking about a little bit of the top headlines of what stood out for the Chiefs in this game offensively, defensively, all that good stuff, and as well a couple of uh, main guys that stuck out to me as far as winners or losers for this week's game and how their stock is trending going into uh, week 14 against the Raiders. So this was a game where it it definitely did not uh, feel much different than some of the games during this win streak for the Chiefs, a, a offensive, um, you know, battle within their, their own, you know, offense for the Chiefs. I mean, some guys had good games, other guys really kind of struggled to have, uh, to have much of a consistent night. And, uh, you know, still still getting a a little bit of time here to kind of clean that up and work on it. But, um, you know, the only game we've really seen them firing all cylinders offensively during this win streak was against the Raiders in Vegas. So uh, that they, they they got a chance to kind of come out and do the same thing again this week against the Raiders again. But uh, defensively, another great performance, obviously, uh, during this five game win streak, only eleven point two points allowed per game. And that's pretty Crazy to see the turnaround that they have had. I mean, they were allowing, you know, roughly 26, 27 points per game through the first seven weeks of the season when they were three and four. And uh, only one team failed to score at least 27 points against them during those first seven games. That was Washington. Um, so when you look at what this defense has done, I mean, it's it's something we kind of talked about early in the season. And, you know, I kind of mentioned that one interview that James Palmer did kind of talking about what he's heard surrounding the Chiefs, you know, back at that time when they were three and four. And uh, a lot of people did not think it was a Spags issue. The problem was for the Chiefs, the roster really had not changed too much defensively uh, from what we've seen the last few years. You're getting some guys that were getting a little more playing time, like a Rashad Fenton or a Willie Gay. Um, but for the most part, I mean, the players and the personnel really had not changed. So it's crazy to see uh, the turnaround that they've made. I mean, they've always kind of started slow these last few years. But um, as far as a points perspective and really the red zone defense too, that was obviously something that was plaguing them um, horribly early in the year. You know, not just allowing points, but not being able to allow anything but touchdowns 
uh, was pretty crazy to see for this Chiefs defense who um, they've always had the bend but don't break completely uh, kind of mentality to them. Now we've started to see, you know, getting off the field quicker on third downs uh, earlier on in drives or fourth downs as this game kind of played out with Denver and uh, obviously not, not you know, allowing much in the red zone. That's something that's been part of the tremendous um, turnaround. So I think that's the thing that stuck out to me in this game in particular against Denver, not just the defensive turnaround, but I think a big part of that is the depth pieces are really start, starting to uh, kind of find clearer roles for themselves. Um, obviously, a big play in this game was the pick six for Daniel Sorensen. It came on a tipped ball uh, where Ben Neiman got his hand on it. And that's uh, two players that defensively are pretty polarizing, obviously, among Chiefs fans. But the good thing for Ben Neiman is he does provide some versatility and he's really started to get used more, um, you know, more on third down in a lot of different ways he can play run contain on the edge um you know he can rush the passer you know from the interior part of the formation and uh, dropping back into coverage he's a lot better in the flats than he is you know dropping vertically and we've seen even some of that lately where he's been asked to uh to cover some running backs once in a while out in the flats so um but that tip play there that was a play where he was rushing the passer um found the wherewithal to get his hand in the throwing lane and Daniel Sorensen was there for the pick and Sorensen I mean he's back to kind of playing that buck linebacker role um we know early in the season, Juan Thornhill was either in the doghouse a little bit or the team was kind of giving him some more time to get his footing back, you know, with him tearing his ACL late 2019. I mean, for some guys, especially as a defensive backward, you're cutting and making so many um, lateral moves. I, I mean, it does take so much time for anybody to kind of come back and get back to comfortable uh, from a torn ACL. But now we've seen Juan Thornhill find himself a little bit. But with Sorensen kind of playing that buck linebacker role, uh, you can kind of see the instincts that are there and, and something that's led to him really being um, more of a niche player in this defense compared to what he was, you know, when Bob Sutton was defensive coordinator. So for Daniel Sorensen in this game, I mean, he made some stops kind of in that intermediate part of the field against the pass. Um he had some run stops in this game kind of out uh, on the edge after maybe a couple guys missed some tackles. So with Daniel Sorensen in, in this role, he can kind of use those instincts a little bit more uh, freely. And I think there's just a lot more comfortability that he has, whether it's with his eye discipline or his foot discipline as well, and not kind of getting lost in space. So um, with Daniel Sorensen, I mean, besides the pick six, he had another kind of big play late where, again, it still felt like the game was kind of out of reach, but uh, made a two-point conversion stop kind of near the uh, near pylon uh, near the end of the game because if the Broncos were to get that it would have become an 11-point game late so uh, maybe maybe it wasn't as big as maybe making it you know to tie the game or or something like that but a uh, Denver going for two there and allowed Sorensen to get another key stop late in this game you look at some other depth players that I think are starting to find clear roles we mentioned Juan Thornhill earlier uh, you can see the comfort that he has right now in triggering downhill, and this is something that is big for this team when teams are going to try to run the ball against him. Now, Denver's had a great year running the football. Not every team is going to have the same kind of um, – you know, aggressiveness running the football at those guys. But you see Juan Thornhill right now flying downhill, putting his face in the fan and not afraid to kind of, um, you know, initiate the contact, which is is tremendous to see. We just have not really seen him always 
um, you know, involved or or uh, having the run defense be a prowess for him. But then even in pass coverage right now, I mean, he's doing a good job of kind of, um, you know, playing kind of that shaded role and, and playing those split zones. I mean, he had an interception in this game. So uh, that was kind of one play there where he really kind of split the zone and, and did a good job of just sitting and waiting for Teddy Bridgewater to throw it over the middle, and he threw it right to him. Um, other guys, Anthony Hitchens, I mean, definitely – not necessarily a depth player, but a guy that's starting to really feel it, which is good. I mean, this was um, a guy that take took a little bit of time after the Chiefs signed him to kind of really get back to um, playing to the level that, that most expected of him. Last year was probably his best year uh, with the team and obviously dealt with some ailments this year, but really the stretch that he's been on since he returned, I mean, looks refreshed. Uh, he looks a little bit faster than he did early in the year, and that's just how it goes for some veteran guys like that where they're really starting to kind of get the most healthy or, you know, um, the quickest that they have all season late in the year. And that's good for a team like the Chiefs right now, uh, especially with the way their defense is playing, you know, needing to kind of uh, to kind of show that they can handle uh, teams running it at at them, you know, time after time. And, you know, this game was a little bit different than it was lately in other games um, as far as the success with the run defense. But again, Anthony Hitchens, you can tell, uh, looks refreshed and then you I think you look at Jaron Reed I don't know if some people are realizing it or not but he's playing probably his best football of the season it's hard to get recognized as a defensive tackle sometimes especially when you're playing next to uh, Chris Jones and Frank Clark and now that Melvin Ingram is in the picture but with Jaron Reed I think one thing that he's done really well right now is is he's getting into the backfield a lot of the times I mean there was a lot of plays in this game where I thought the Chiefs were going to get a sack or um, you know hit Bridgewater as he threw it he did a good job of getting rid of the ball quickly because there was a lot of times where the get off from the Chiefs defensive line was so quick in this game the Broncos offensive line really had to adjust and um think on the fly quickly so uh jared reed though he's been a big part of that these last few games his get off is a lot quicker than it was earlier in the year starting to kind of use better hand usage and hand placement i think that's something that um is big for this chiefs team when they're going to maybe get a little bit more uh run running plays thrown at them as a defense and i think especially with some of the running backs they still have to face down the stretch they got josh jacobs for a second time coming up uh this week you got austin eckler uh Najee Harris Joe Mixon so um definitely going to be huge for the Chiefs if Jaron Reed can continue to kind of be that force in the middle like we've seen out of the last few uh games for him um so that's something that stuck out to me is it's not just the defense dominating with guys that you're expecting like either you know Chris Jones Legereus Sneed Tyron Matthew but you're seeing guys like those depth pieces that are kind of getting used in roles now that are better suited for them puts them in better position to succeed where earlier in the year you had some guys banged up or guys that were just playing out of position a little too much so uh, that that is something that stood out to me in this game I think you look at the offensive side of the ball um, not bad all the way around kind of like I said earlier some guys had some really key moments and key uh, key plays in this game there were some guys that really uh really kind of took advantage of what was given to him. I mean, the running backs, Daryl Williams and Clyde edwards Um, definitely not career best games, but those guys came through on all three uh, targets that they got, each of them three targets and three catches. Daryl Williams had a couple of catches in this game where he was uh, was able to kind of get some yards after the catch. Clyde edwards Lair on a screen pass, well-designed um, 
did a, did a good job of kind of lightly scraping off of the uh, defensive end and then sitting uh, quickly after getting off that contact. Did not really waste a lot of time and space there. So the running backs did a good job. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think his running in this game probably went a little bit unnoticed as well. 3.9 yards per carry on 14 carries, 54 yards. He had just had a lot of runs in this game where uh, he looked like he was going to kind of get stopped a few yards earlier, uh, push through the contact and, and kind of push forward a little bit. So the running back had some key moments in this game that maybe went a bit unnoticed. I, I didn't think Patrick Mahomes obviously was great, but I think he was probably better than what a lot of people are saying out there in this game. I think the ball placement for the most part. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's something that you can always tell for me personally. If Mahomes is feeling it, his ball placement is usually where it needs to be. The, uh, the ball placement, I thought, for the most part, was pretty good in this game. There was a couple of throws that maybe you could say he was an inch or two, you know, too high or, or too too wide. But I think the fact that receivers had a lot of chances to get their hands on the football and either just missed or actually did get their hands on the football but didn't come up with the catch, uh, definitely no fault of Mahomes there. I think his interception in this game, I mean, that's – I think I believe I saw on Twitter uh, yesterday – uh, somebody from Pro Football Focus kind of tweeting out um, quarterbacks that have the most interceptions off of tipped passes, and and Mahomes this year, um, you know, he's kind of had a a uh, you know a career high uh, or close to it already um, in interceptions. He's had 12 now this season, um, so that's going to be interesting to see how, you know how many more of these tipped passes are going to kind of go against him. But of his 12 interceptions, I'm pretty sure the number I saw from uh, uh, the writer on Pro Football Focus is that Mahomes has had eight interceptions now this year off of tip passes. Again, that's not always 100% on the receiver, but the one that happened in this game, I mean, that's a ball Tyree Kill has to come down with. Middle of the field, wide open uh, with his speed, ample room to run after the catch. If he makes that, maybe he scores. And there's uh, a couple other throws in this game that were very similar, whether it was Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey, Byron Pringle. I mean, plays that the receiver had ample room to run 
after the catch and unfortunately just dropped it. And this is a team, I mean, they, they're among the top of the league right now and drops. And that's something that you just hope, you know, fixes itself before it's too late here in this push to the playoffs. But I, I don't think Mahomes was obviously great, but I think there was a lot of things that you love to see from him as far as ball placement, navigating the pocket. Um, you know, I think kind of toying with the defenders with his eyes and legs and really kind of taking them out of position, uh, you know, bringing them a little bit too early towards the quarterback allowed some receivers to kind of work open uh, underneath behind that. So I, I definitely not a big game for Mahomes, but I think there was a lot kind of working against him in this one, not just the receivers dropping balls in this game, but I thought this was Andy Reid's one of his more uh, disappointing games uh, this season in terms of play calling. And this is something that, um, you know, continues to kind of be um, harped on a little bit with the Chiefs offense. You know, what kind of coverage are they seeing? And it's not like they didn't run any cover to safety, uh, two high safety looks, Denver, but uh, they actually did a lot more cover one in this game or cover zero stacked a lot of guys close to the line of scrimmage and tried to either bring pressure or drop back out of it. You also had a lot of plays in this game where the Broncos uh, brought a safety down. So they had a lot of rolling safeties in this game. So um, there was a lot of throws in this game where Mahomes was kind of forced to throw it in the short to intermediate parts of the field when the deeper passes, I think, were there for the taking. And you you could kind of see, I think, a few times where Mahomes was actually, you know, looking on plays maybe where he was dropping back a little bit more on those deep pass dropbacks, waiting for somebody to just find a, a knack or a crease to kind of run through and uh, get deep and get up the field. But unfortunately, it just wasn't really there. Uh, communication was kind of off for some of the receivers and not being in sync with him. But again, I think Andy Reid in this game really didn't maybe take advantage of a lot of deep passing uh, opportunities that he had. And it's kind of weird because I think he actually started off the game doing that, and that's something that during this win streak we've actually been accustomed to seeing. Their first drive of the game, uh, once again, pretty tremendous, mixing it up, run and pass. Uh, Mahomes able to kind of make a lot of quick throws but get a lot of yards out of it, you know, pushing it down the field. And I think there's a lot of plays in this uh, this first drive, too, where Mahomes did a good job of, you know, not waiting to use his legs, either to step up and, and get out of the pocket and, and throw on the run or step up and just take off and go himself, which uh, led to the first touchdown to end that first drive. So um, there was a lot in this game that I think Andy Reid just kind of missed. And I, I don't think it was all on him. Again, I think receivers horrible job in this game of not catching the football and Reed even after the game in the uh, post-game press conference uh, did not shy away from kind of saying Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey I believe he said their names um, you know actually kind of directly um, kind of mentioned that they got to do a better job of coming through and catching the football and Kelsey I think was the bigger disappointment in this game like even though Tyree Kill wasn't a great night two catches five targets 22 yards We've kind of seen that here and there with Tyree Kill this season. I think with Travis Kelsey, this is the time of year that you kind of hope he's able to kind of continue to do what he did right before the bye week. He has been, I think, a little bit slower this year, and obviously that's not you know something a lot of players can avoid when uh, Kelsey's been used as much as he has in his career. Um, you know, players getting older, and and obviously he's a guy that. Thankfully, his route running, I think, has continued to get better. His ability to find those creases and separate uh, has improved as well. But for Kelsey, this was a tough game. Three catches, but eight targets, only 27 yards. Just a lot of plays in this game where I think he was late to kind of turn and find Mahomes. A lot of plays where he maybe was a little too quick to kind of 
round off uh, one of his routes and 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 just kind of make it a little bit easier for the defensive back to kind of latch on to him, especially with how many man coverage uh, plays Denver was running in this game. Not something that was probably that surprising, but I think Kelsey kind of approached it a little differently than I would have expected. So uh, those two guys, it's, it's tough to see them have nights like this, but uh, not a lot of times do they do it. So we'll see how, how that's going to kind of translate into next week against the Raiders and moving forward. And it may have just been the opponent, uh, the way they've been playing man coverage right now, they've been playing really good. Um, Patrick Sertan had another good game for the Broncos. Um, I, I was impressed with Kyle Fuller. I mean, he's been decent, but I think this was actually one of his better games as far as sticking with the receiver, not getting lost in space. And, um, it, it was just kind of one of those games where I think opportunities were there for the Chiefs offense and they didn't really take advantage. Moving back over to the defense, though, uh, there is something that I think really stuck out to me in this game defensively. And we talked a little bit about the get off for the Chiefs, but man, Melvin Ingram. I mean, he's been a steal for this team so far. And I think we kind of mentioned that a little bit during some podcast episodes here after some games, but I truly, I truly think he's a guy that, um, he he could be one of those kind of hidden gems that if this team is to make it to a Super Bowl or win it, I think this is going to be the guy that's kind of one of those unsung heroes because right now they got him for you know next to nothing in a trade with the Steelers at the trade deadline for a sixth round pick. Obviously there was interest there between him and the team uh, back in free agency, so it is unfortunate they were not able to um, get a deal done early in the off season and he could have been here all year, but. The way he's playing right now, I, I think it's really interesting to see given how he's kind of been used with the Chargers and the Steelers moving around the line of scrimmage. Not something totally new for him, but I think it's it's pretty fascinating to see Steve Spagnuolo has not hesitated with that. You know, sometimes he'll line up stand-up position uh, over the guard. He'll he'll kind of come on a inside-out kind of blitz. And when he's at defensive end right now, I mean, you can just see right now, not just his get-off, but I think his, uh, his, uh, his ability to kind of convert speed to power that's something that's been evident to me um since he he really has gotten a lot more reps here after the green bay game these last few games so um melvin ingram i i I cannot wait to see uh how he kind of does in these next couple of games because like the denver game um you know i i think he'll come out revved up and hot just like he was sunday night because um facing teams that he's used to face and having been a member of the chargers for so long and you know he'll get to play the chargers as a member of a different team for the first time in his career coming up in a couple of weeks. So really excited to uh, to watch more of Melvin Ingram. I've uh, kind of been kicking around an idea article-wise that we might have come out soon on him, just kind of scheduling-wise, seeing when that will come out, if it's next week or this week. So uh, keep an eye out for possibly a Melvin Ingram article um, coming soon. So those are kind of the biggest things for me that stuck out in this game headline-wise. If you guys want more of my thoughts headline-wise on this game, uh, go check out our Chiefs vs. Broncos uh, game reaction article from Monday on fullpresscoverage.com or fullpresscoverage slash Chiefs. Um, I, I, I uh, also listed winners and losers that I uh, had player-wise from this game. Um, I think the, the majority of them I'll save for if you guys have not checked the article out. Uh, go check that out to see the full list. But I think the top guy that I want to mention that we haven't yet, we mentioned the running backs a little bit, but Byron Pringle now, again, wasn't a career best game, only came out with uh, one catch after four total targets that he received. But there was a couple of plays in this game that aren't necessarily always going to show up 
on, uh, you know, the box score stat wise, you know, it's not going to tell the full story. And there was one third down catch, his only catch of the game where Byron Pringle was able to adjust, uh, turn his body and shield, you know, uh, the ball away from the defender. Uh, I believe it was Patrick Sertan had a chance maybe to get a hand on it or intercept it. And it was a kind of a, a softer throw from Mahomes, but Pringle able to make that adjustment, turn and get upfield for a 14 yard gain, keep the chains moving on an early drive. That was kind of a vital play on an earlier drive there for him. And then uh, another play that led to one of the three Broncos turnovers in this game, a muffed punt by Denver. Pringle outraced not one but two Denver blockers on that punt play. Uh, ran one of the blockers into his own man, uh, into his own return man. So uh, that led to a play where Pringle made the fumble recovery. Uh, so just that entire play from start to finish from Byron Pringle, uh, a thing that is going to, you know, give a team a lot of momentum. And again, playoff push, late season, those are plays that teams just have to come up with. And that entire play from start to finish was a tremendous one from Byron Pringle. So, um, and again, I think even though he didn't come through with a catch on all of his targets, I mean, he had two horrible, horrible drops that hit him right in the hands. Now, the second one, I believe it was the second one, came on a third and long where maybe wouldn't have resulted in much other than just gaining a few yards and giving Butker a possible chance at hitting a long field goal. But, I mean, those were two very, very bad drops that he had. But those two plays that stuck out, and and I think the the communication and, and the chemistry that he's getting down with Patrick Mahomes, he's starting to kind of become that guy on crucial downs and got to have it throws as being a, a trustworthy option for Mahomes, which is good to see. Um, some losers that I had in this game, again, I'll, I'll mention, um, again, the the game reaction article I have my full list there but I think one thing that sticks out to me maybe not a lot of people truly noticed in this game uh, the Chiefs turnover differential I think was actually a loser in this game and some may be scratching their head as to why I said that was a loser because they were plus two in this game against Denver in turnover margin uh, two interceptions on Bridgewater one each for Thornhill and um, <clears throat> excuse me one each for for uh, for Thornhill and then you had the one uh you know, of course, later on in this game from, uh, um, let's see. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Uh, yeah, Sorensen, of course, yeah, with the pick six. Uh, don't know why I forgot that one for a second. But, yeah, the two interceptions uh, from Bridgewater in the muff point and the Chiefs on turnover, of course, the tipped interception that hit off of Tyree Kill's hands. But the Chiefs actually had more chances for takeaways in this game. Willie Gay could have had a pick six. Alex Okafor on a tipped ball right before halftime could have possibly taken it to the house if he comes up with a catch there. And then, of course, you have um, even Charverius Ward, a couple of dropped interceptions. There was one deep shot that Bridgewater took, um, and Charverius Ward was was in tremendous position, just couldn't quite locate the ball with his eyes, and, and it hit off his hands. And then one late in the game uh, hit right off of his hands. He jumped the route perfectly. So there, there was actually a chance for more takeaways, and the only reason I list that as a loser for me in this game is just because I think that those are the plays late in the season, this playoff push, you have to make 
uh, you have to come through with. And again, it didn't cost him in this one. But I think these uh, these upcoming games were a little bit tougher opponents when you talk about Chargers, you talk about Bengals possibly as well, um, and then playoff time. Uh, I, I just think those are plays that you have to go back and, and really correct and make uh, when you're in those situations. So that's the only reason I put it in a loser category, even though they had better turnover margin than Denver on the night. Uh, definitely a lot more opportunities out there that could have led to more points uh, for the Chiefs. So uh, again, go check out for more headlines, winners, losers, game reaction article. Like we said, fullpresscoverage.com, fullpresscoverage slash Chiefs. Of course, follow us on Twitter at FPC underscore Chiefs. Follow myself at Braden Olichek 9 with the number 9 at the end for more news and notes. Uh, NFL-wise, not just Chiefs, follow at Full Press NFL or at FP underscore coverage on Twitter. Uh, we'll be back with more articles this week. Of Chief, of course, uh, Chiefs Raiders Sunday. Uh, we're back to a noon game, so uh, no night game this week, but it'll be the second final regular season matchup against the Raiders. So uh, going to be having our key matchups again for this week. Uh, later on and we'll have the game preview article and podcast episode as well might be a couple other article ideas um, that will be out this week so be on the lookout for those Um, of course also stay tuned for um, daily video content on full press coverage fpc radio live ian flendon uh, does a great job obviously Uh, weekday mornings pretty much every day 10 a.m eastern 9 a.m central time i believe is uh, the time he starts and also fpc nfl sunday Myself, Ian Glendon, and Ricky Keeler. It's been a lot of fun these last few weeks of breaking down some big games, kind of hearing the different perspectives that everybody has there. So uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central Time, Sunday mornings. Uh, uh, Go check us out. If you guys follow full press coverage on YouTube, Facebook, or those Twitter accounts like we mentioned, at FP underscore coverage or at full press NFL, you guys can follow along with us there. Uh, for our hour-ish show on Sunday mornings. Um, Like I said, we'll be back. Chiefs Raiders content this week. Be on the lookout for that, plus maybe some other article ideas. So um, with that, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will see you guys next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.